If you or someone you know is looking for reliable legal assistance in the Caribbean, look no further than Caribbean Legal Solutions, your ultimate connection to trustworthy attorneys across the Caribbean. So whether you're a Caribbean residing in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., or anywhere else in the world, they connect you with reliable attorneys based in your home country. Their extensive vetting process and network ensure a peace of mind and accountability. Need help with land ownership, estate matters, or maybe even a local referral here in the U.S.? Their team bridges the gap, reducing your workload and providing you with vetted attorneys for virtually any legal matter. Caribbean Legal Solutions is your reliable partner for legal needs, both local and abroad. Visit CaribbeanLegalSolutions.com or call them today. This podcast ad contains general information about Caribbean Legal Solutions and it's not intended as legal advice. Always consult with a qualified attorney for legal advice specific to your situation. You're listening to the Carry on Friends podcast, episode 53. Welcome to the Carry on Friends podcast, where you'll be inspired and empowered to do amazing things in your personal lives, career, business, and community with your host, Carrie Ann Reed Brown. So the other day, a friend of mine told me about coloring pins and I'm like, what is that? They introduced me to this brand and the founder Essence and coloring pins is celebrating the various shades of black and brown that we represent. And I didn't realize that this was a huge trend. So I got the Melatone Beauty, which shows a grid of our different hues. And they're also ones for celebrating natural hair. I think this is a great way to celebrate being unapologetically black, brown, or celebrating your natural hair. And, and I love this. I'm already wearing it on my clothes. So now that I've seen this, I now know that pins are a trend. Check out coloringpins.com. The founder is Essence and I'm thanking her for getting me hip to this trend and something that I could celebrate being a beautiful shade of brown. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Ann, and this is episode 53. Before we get into today's interview, we just wanted to go over a couple announcements. At the beginning of the year, I spoke about the podcast and the blog following a theme format. And the theme for January was, you know, fresh starts, new beginnings. We talked about having a bus out year and how to have a bus out year. And so a lot of that content is on the blog. Being that it's almost February, the theme for February, in addition to it being history, is about relationships, not only romantic relationships, but relationships with friends, families, colleagues, business, partners, and um, from a career perspective. So we're looking at relationships from all the different perspectives that we have relationships in our day-to-day lives. And so all the content for the month of February will be around those themes. So we welcome your feedback. You could check it out. You could tweet using hashtag COF podcast, speaking of tweeting or social media handle on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram is at carry on friends. I would love to continue the conversation online. So today's guest is Melissa Noel. She's a journalist. And the conversation with Melissa um, happened weeks ago before recent events. And so we touched on a few things in terms of being an immigrant and telling, you know, authentic stories. So this episode is really timely, which is why I'd definitely love to hear from you using the hashtag COF podcast. So I won't keep you waiting any longer. Here's my interview with Melissa. 
Hello, Melissa. Welcome to the Carry On Friends podcast. I am so excited to have you on the show. I'm a big, big time broadcaster on the podcast. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. I am so excited to be a part of the Carry On Friends podcast. And I just can't wait to get to chatting already. <laughs> all right. All right. Me can't wait to. So before we get into our topic and the discussion, tell the audience who is Melissa Noel. Well, I am a multi-platform journalist, and uh, what that means is I report across all platforms. Today, I could be in front of the camera, tomorrow behind, or I'm writing a magazine piece. And um, and with that, I particularly use my role. Um, I report for NBCNews.com, Caribbean Beat Magazine, Ebony Magazine, and, and, and some television um, outlets in the Caribbean region. And I use my, my role as a journalist to really focus on Caribbean um, stories and Caribbean American stories, because I feel that it is Im- extremely imperative that um, stories of Caribbean people are part of that conversation, because after all, we have more than 3 million Caribbean people in the U.S. And um, I just felt like it was my duty to make sure that those stories were told. And um, I am a first generation Guyanese American and and very proud to be one of the people that uh, that is trying to, to help get these stories more so to the forefront. I mean, I'm like, you are talking, I'm like, yes, our stories for tell. I just love it. I'm so, so excited. And I'm so grateful that you are doing this um, because, you know, for a, a tiny region, we've made a lot of contributions in the U.S. and world globally. Globally, so yes. It's, it's, <laughs> it's really great that you have these avenues to tell our stories. And I am so, so excited that you are on the show. So the first thing, why is it important for us to tell or for you to be able to tell these authentic stories um, or Caribbean or Caribbean American cultural stories? Why is it important for our stories to be told? It is... I cannot even begin to tell you how many times you, you know, I've walked into meetings and the only representation I've seen in newsrooms or I've seen as far as stories go be about, you know, a natural disaster in the region or just be about something else that was negative. However, when a story is presented that's of upliftment or entrepreneurship or, or culture, what business, anything like that. It's, um, I don't know if our viewers or our, you know, readers will really take to that. And my, my response to that would always be, well, why not? Um, these are people love to see themselves reflected in what they view, what they read. And when you have so many people um, from the region who do so much, you know, we, we, we already mentioned that you, you do it in the U.S., but we've made impacts globally. For me, it was just like, well, why not? Why wouldn't people be interested? How will you know unless you show them, unless you share these stories? And I feel like if, if we don't share these stories, who else will? You have to get people excited about the contributions that Caribbean people have made. You have to get people to understand not only the contributions, but the connections that we have globally and why they're so important. And then also, if you don't know 
your history, how are you going to know where you're going? And then if you don't celebrate the culture that you have, if you don't celebrate the rise that you're making as a people and the things that you're doing, then it gets lost. And I really felt like it was very important to always make sure that those stories are not missing from the conversation. My parents made sure that I knew my stories growing up. My grandparents made sure that I knew these stories growing up. And I said, for me, it felt like it was just a natural thing that what I would do is make sure that other people know the stories that I get so excited about and always wonder, well, why don't more people know about this? Mm -hmm. And I felt like for me, I'm like, hey, I'm a journalist. I need to be, you know, bringing these things up in the newsroom and, 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 and also taking people to task when I say, well, we're reporting on this country when there's a hurricane or an earthquake, but why aren't we reporting on this country or this region when there's something amazing happening? Why yes. is it, why, where's the disconnect here? And I went from just asking, you know, in a meeting or two to say no. I'm going to continue to just pitch stories about this region or about these communities in the U.S. until you listen. You know, like that was my thing. Boy, man, tell you, Melissa, that is so awesome. You said so many things like Malika Notebook is just like scribbling, but you brought up some really great points, right? Um, a few months ago, um, I had Candace on here and, you know, there's a running theme of cultural survival. You know, to others, it may, may seem like Caribbean culture is everywhere, but for us, it doesn't seem like it's ours anymore. Um, it's It always seems like someone else is, you know, appropriating, misappropriating it. And then it just seems like, oh, where it came from is an afterthought. Oh, you know, whatever. Um, the other thing that you talked about is, you know, there's a tradition, you know, oral storytelling right but we don't have that anymore so you have to find new and creative ways to tell our stories because the newer generation needs to see like what you said what's possible what we've done you know you know the sydney poitiers the harry belafonte all of those people come all the way down you know the sicily tysons the shirley chisholm's the all the way down bob is there bob you can't eclipse bob but you also need to know that there are all these other people that you're like Someone says surly chis. I'm like, yes, <laughs> you know, like yes, you know, a lot of a lot of um, icons and figures that are important to Black history here is there. They they have Caribbean roots, and 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 that's important and telling because the Caribbean has just been, you know, has always been like a bunch of revolutionaries down there. And so there, you know, when you come here, your parent, you, you know, the, the whole thing of working hard and making a change and being very socially conscious is just something that I think we were just born with ambition, hard work, and just being socially conscious. And, per and perseverance, definitely. Yes. And it's one of the things that I think really drives what I try to do in my role as a reporter. It's like, for me, you know, these stories are so important. My time, you know, back and forth in Guyana was important and and then traveling the Caribbean and seeing all these stories and just knowing my own the own communities that I I'm able to report on here um, so far because I hope to do much much more it's like it's seeing these things and saying like I, I can't be the only person that it gets to experience this or you know just it it or not or it just be something that I talk about amongst, you know, a group of people who may know too. You need other people to know and understand that that are not 
part of um, Caribbean culture or of Caribbean, uh, uh, don't have Caribbean roots to understand the importance as well, because it's, I don't think it's just about us knowing. We know already. Mm -hmm. Like, we need other people to know as well and understand why it's so important to not just see the same old, same old, or to not just, um, ex or not just highlight one certain aspect. Um, it's to see the whole spectrum of it and to know that this is important. And I, I have to, I have to give a shout out to my editor at um, NBCblock.com, Amber Payne, because she has been, um, she has allowed me to do and cover and, and really get out some stories in the last year and a half on a platform like NBCnews.com that I don't think I would have had the opportunity to do anywhere else. She has been, amazingly supportive and really really understanding of the fact that people want like like one that that for that site you know you can't just take a definition and think that you know only this group of people these stories will apply to she has really given me the opportunity to take these stories and really just take it and run with it. She's like, I, I know you do this. You do this well. Let's get more stories like this out there. And I'm really grateful to her because I really feel like um, that's part of, of for me, is, is where it starts. Having people that understand in those decision-making roles why this is so important and why, you know, telling stories out of Cuba and Curacao, as well as Jamaica and the U.S. Virgin Islands, Barbados, telling those stories are so important. And then also not just in the region, but when there are major things happening, um, like whether it's Caribbean American Heritage Month or, or, or whether we, we just have, or, or knowing the importance of, of, of when, like when the, the, the hurricane happened in Haiti just a few uh, months ago to go into the Haitian American communities and to really go beyond just, you know, and see what they're doing and mm -hmm. not just make it, you know, this happened here and we're moving on to the next story. It's right. much more important than that. And then to keep reporting on that and not just jump in, get your story done, jump out. That's not something I ever wanted to do. It needs to be consistent. It has to be constant. Right. You know, you're, you you touched on something that, you know, initially wasn't on my agenda, but I want to talk about that. So mm -hmm. let's, let's talk about how you got to be a multi-platform journalist. Did you, you, did you start out this way? Were you working with one agency or one news outlet or how did you get to this point? Um, because you, you said you're talking about your editor and that's something that I want to get back to, but tell me a little bit more how you got to being a multi-platform journalist. I've, I heard parts of the story sometime last year when your parents freaked out because you decided to make the move. And <laughs> Yeah, so um, I started my career at ABC News um, in New York right out of undergrad. Um, I attended Howard University. That's where I did um, my undergraduate studies in journalism. And even there, like I hosted the Island Hopping radio show. I was writing Caribbean stories for the student newspaper, The Hilltop. I was writing for WHUR covering news out of the Caribbean region as well as um, West Africa. So it's always been a part of me. Fast forward, started my career at ABC News. And um, 
went to graduate school and during that time I was hired in a full-time role and I said to myself okay I took the role on I was producing reporting and I said okay well I think I've made it you know work your way up you do what you have to do and I loved what I was doing but I still felt like there was something missing and I realized that what was missing for me was being able to tell stories about the Caribbean and about Caribbean people period like it just was missing and um, I felt so so strongly about it that I left my full-time role um, that I had and I decided to become a freelancer of what? course Lord Jesus. <laughs> you know you have to tell me what mommy and daddy and grandma auntie and cousin and um, um, the neighbor down the road every because you know everybody, everybody had something to say exactly <laughs> Melissa no matter what that was literally it that was it it was like you you you're gone huppy you try you need to be the next diane sawyer what is going on and you know i expected it i totally expected it i had to deal with that for a long time because of course you leave your full-time job you're leaving that full-time pay you're leaving those benefits you're leaving all those things and but I saw the bigger picture, even though my parents and Auntie Pam and, you know, everybody didn't see it. I saw the bigger picture. And what I did instead, um, becoming a freelancer gave me the time and the freedom to really build, um, to really be able to be in the region a lot more because I felt that that was important to really be reporting on the ground in the Caribbean. And then to also be more effective in terms of my reporting in Caribbean communities um, in New York City and Washington, D.C. and in other places, I thought like I needed the time to really have people see like I care about being here. I'm not just here to quickly cover this one story and then I guess you'll see me in five or six months. Um, so it it was hard. I'm not going to lie and say like, you know, it just kind of picked up and it was easy or, you know, things just fell into place. It took a good almost two years before people started to really, um, well, I would say editors. I started doing a lot of work for voicesofnewyork.org and truly covering their Caribbean news section in the city of New York, which has been an amazing and tremendous experience. And I'm really grateful to the editors there that really just let me do my thing, essentially. Right. Um, and then from there, I started doing a lot more in the Caribbean. I started doing business news in the Caribbean, sustainable tourism in the Caribbean, uh, entrepreneurship. And then I started also just uh, covering major environmental issues. Like whatever it was, I was like, okay, I'm your girl. Like I am your Caribbean reporter. Like this is what I want to do because I started to see how much people not only appreciated it, but how much they realized it was important. Like, well, oh my gosh, like, why weren't these stories being told before? Or, or mm -hmm. I've never seen, you know, news about the region on a, in, a, in a major U.S. medium. Right. Um, and, and that's where I was like, yes, like, I'm, I'm doing this right. So two years in, I started to see the results, you know, and I, first, I would get frustrated and I would say, why aren't people paying attention to this? Why aren't they paying attention to this? But um, I just stuck with it. And I'm, I'm really, really glad I stuck with it. Um, I, I, through that time, I, you know, was freelancing um, at NBC 
I've worked in every role, producer, reporter, shooter, editor, whatever it is, I did it just to make sure that, you know, you got to keep the money coming in. <laughs> wow. Not know. only that, you, you kind of, ex- you, 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 your range, you know, so you're not in, you know, one role, you are able exactly. to, to do, a, you know, multiple tasks. Let me, so did you finish your, um, cause you said you were doing a MBA. Did you finish that? Well, I was doing a master's in journalism master's. and international, uh, international relations. So yes. I did finish that. Okay. If you started, I, I'm a full believer. I started, let me finish. Okay. So <laughs> I finished it. And, and when I fit, when I, you know, got that master's in journalism, international relations, I said, okay, you know, what am I going to do now? How am I going to make this a reality? So, you know, I was producing and, and writing at, at NBC, um, different, several shows, all those things. But in the back of my mind, I knew that focusing on um, Caribbean communities and and, and other uh, minority communities, but specifically Caribbean communities um, was what I wanted to do, but just figuring out how to make that happen. So I kept, you know, my day job, quote unquote, as you would call it, as a producer. And then it would like, let's say I worked 10 to 6 or 10 to 8 or something. And right after that, if there was an event happening that had to do with anything in the Caribbean community of New York City, I was there. If I had to jump on a plane and head to um, Trinidad and cover something for three days and not, you know, not get paid for those three days, I did it. I was just like, let me go. Let me get this done because it's going to pay off. And it has. And I, I ended up um, meeting my editor that way um, at NBC when they started the new vertical, mm-hmm. um, NBCBLK.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, from off off the bat, I said, look, I want to, like, of course, I can cover anything that you need me to cover because I cover, you know, everyday national news, local news, all those good things. I can do all of that. But I really want to focus on telling stories of Caribbean Americans and telling stories out of the region. Will you allow me to do that? And she said, a good story is a good story. You you send it to me and let's make this work. And we've been doing that for the past, I would say, year and a half now. That is so amazing because, you know, the lesson in what you said was, you know, trust the your vision for your career and for yourself because you know as you know as Caribbean parents you know they see one thing for you and you see another thing for them but you know their power you know even though when you're an adult their power seems so strong oh gosh yes (laughs) their power is always strong it's like you know like it's just little me but um you trusted the vision you had for yourself, that vision and, and that um, passion for, you know, Caribbean stories since college. And, and you decided to, you know what, you're going to stick to this because this is what you believe. And it takes it takes time. That's the that's just like the underlying theme. Like it's not an overnight thing. It's going to take time. Well, be. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because if you want it or you decide that you want to do it, then everything kind of comes to kind of make it challenging to really test if you really want this. Okay. Yeah, Most so definitely. And that was one of the biggest things I kept saying to myself. I when I knew 
that this was what I was meant to do and focus on was that no matter where I went in the industry, this was always in the back of my mind or I always came back to it. I would say, okay, I'm going to move to, you know, I don't know, Texas and take this local news reporting job. And then as I said to myself, I would do it, then this opportunity would come up to do something in the Caribbean or I would say it wouldn't work out. And I would still come back to doing this. And that's how I knew. I said, okay, whatever it is, I have to stick with this because this is necessary. Yeah. Like this is, this is where I need to be. So I just like kept pushing and pushing and, and it just, now it has gotten to a point where like I, I get so many requests for like stories and people like, you know, writing to me and things that uh, they would like to have covered, but I don't have the capacity as just one person right now to right. do it all. Um, I'm hoping to get to a point where this is what I'm able to focus on full time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. Still trying to figure that out, but I'm confident that, um, people realize the importance. We we had some major stories in 2016 that showed, you know, why you need people who are knowledgeable about the Caribbean region, um, what's happening there, whether it comes to climate change, uh, whether it's reporting accurately on issues um, that are that happen in, in, in countries that are hit by nat- natural disasters, as we saw with Haiti and missteps made when uh, people were reporting on that beautiful island. Or when it came to uh, Fidel Castro and, and his death and, and Cuba and U.S. relations, you need people who are knowledgeable about the region and right. not just, as we say, parachuting in to tell a story and then just going home. It's, it's a lot more than that. And I feel like I've been able to show why that expertise and knowledge is so important. And then just not, not only that, but because you have so many people here from the region contributing on a daily basis on on a na- and a, on national platforms like it's it's it, to me it only makes sense that that you tell these stories and now of course my parents who thought i was mad they're like oh gosh you see what melissa doing oh god doing? <laughs> always <laughs> <laughs> always but that's good because we we are very aware of their struggle and their sacrifices to yes. be here. Yes. And so, you know, when they're happy, we, we really want to make them happy. But, you know, for us, the struggle is we want to make them happy, but we also want to be happy too. So it's the icing on the cake is when you're happy and then they're happy. Yeah, um, it, it, it feels really good. Like I, I, I saw my mother cry and I was, mm. we, we went for Guyana's 50th anniversary of independence we all went home as a family but of course i could not miss that opportunity to report for nbc so here i am doing stories and to see her cry because she's proud made me proud i was and she said oh gosh like she's we are on nbc meaning like you know all of us and she could never imagine a story about guyana's independence like really being like a, a, a it was a front a front um, front of the website piece that day about it. So she was proud and that made me happy. I say, you see? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, all right. I have a couple um, other questions in terms mm-hmm. of, um, oh gosh, oh gosh, I don't know which part to go with it. All right. So <laughs> let's talk about um, in this, I really go very political on the show, but I would be remiss to point out that we kind of feel, it feels like we live in a climate that everything is 
not so friendly towards immigrants. Mm -hmm. And so why, um, how, how do we go about still telling our stories authentically and proudly in a, in a climate that just feels like it's like not friendly to immigrants. And it's very hard to see a person walking down the street from the Caribbean and say, Oh, they're an immigrant because we look like any other black person. But you know, for most of us, it's the accent and all these other things. So what do you think? What do you have to say in terms of the pride and being, you know, what would it mean to be unapologetically Caribbean American going into this new administration and just period, new administration or not? Well, I would first say that I know that there, there's a lot of uncertainty for a lot of people. While there are people who feel like, you know, yes, the best has arrived. There's so much uncertainty and with uncertainty, um, comes fear. And I, I totally can empathize with people and not being sure what to expect with this new administration. But I feel as though in the climate that um, that essentially we've been seeing. But I think that that is and I definitely think we have more work to do. But um, I think that because of those things, it's even more important now than ever that the stories of communities like Caribbean communities and others that are wholly un underreported, that those stories are told because these are the communities that are going to be affected most, um, in my opinion, by changes that are to come. So for us not to share these stories or to not get these stories out there, I feel like would be a detriment to the communities that um, need it the most, that need their stories told the most, and that need need um, to know about what's, what's going to be happening as far as change. I feel that more than ever, it's important to be that unapologetic Caribbean person or that unapologetic Latino person or that unapologetic whatever it is because of the uh, to show that all of these different, wonderful, beautiful people make up the fabric of the United States of America. Um, there is not just a, there's no prototype for an American um, there's no prototype for what a person from the Caribbean should look, sound, be like. Um, and I think that it's more important now than ever that we take pride in those differences or we take pride. Those differences shouldn't separate us, I should say. Right. Those differences, to me, show what the beauty of America is and why so many of, of us came here. Our parents came here. I know that's why my parents came here. Mm -hmm. Um because you could be whatever it is you want to be and you can make all these different, you know, dreams and goals you have for yourself. And, and there was no prototype to success and there was no prototype to what an American is. And I think that um, we would do ourselves a disservice and me, I would do a disservice to Caribbean people and, and, and many others by not telling these stories. I think now it's going to be even more important that people know they can turn to certain reporters or certain outlets to get stories out, um, to, to be able to view certain stories, whether it's on immigration, whether it's on uh, uh, voting policies, whether it's on um, uh, schools, education, those kinds of things. People really have to be made aware of certain things because of the fact that we're going into territory that is unknown. So um, while people may be uncertain or and some even fearful, I would say it was more important now than ever to celebrate who you are because there are unfortunately a lot of things happening now that are kind of pulling you in like a tug of war against that. 
but yeah. to stand firm in who you are and the beauty of that. I think that um, these cultural differences or or what makes what makes certain cultures unique is beautiful. And um, any chance we get to celebrate that, whether it's looking at a story or talking to people in a particular group, we have to do that now more than ever. Awesome. I I couldn't agree with you anymore. I think, you know, and, and you know what, I'll be honest, it's easy for me to say because I live in New York City. And you know, it's just like, Great. you know, it's a cultural melting, not even a melting yeah. pot. It's just a salad bowl, you know, of a variety <laughs> of cultures. And you know, there are other people who live in cities that aren't as diverse and have a, a large immigrant population. That's loud and proud the way you know new york exactly. kind of does it Agreed. So, so i i am aware of that um i have family who lives in wisconsin and i lived in wisconsin so i understand it's very different but your culture and heritage they're uniquely you and they bring something and i, I i'm hoping that we get more opportunities to have conversation with people who may not know enough about our culture and we can we can say well this is this is how my culture helps me and you know benefits me because everyone does things differently everyone's proud whether they're italian american irish american everyone does something different and bring it to the table and we just have to understand that there are some people who you know they have their own views and that's because of irresponsible reporting that's like what you've been saying you know you have a responsibility to report so this brings me to my other question you ha you are on a, a variety of stations and outlet and people are like well you know she has that opportunity you know so there's a double-edged sword here there are people who are relying on like news outlet to report their stories but should we only rely on news outlet to report our stories are there other ways we can begin telling our stories in a positive way other than the beach is pretty and there's a hurricane or a, a earthquake or some flood Let's take a quick break. Want to include your property in Jamaica in your U.S. will? Need to close the bank account you opened back home all those years ago? Skip the guesswork and let the Caribbean Legal Solutions team of experienced professionals take care of your legal needs. With Caribbean Legal Solutions, you get the peace of mind that only vetted and accountable legal experts can offer. Learning that you have a legal issue abroad can be stressful. Finding an attorney to help shouldn't be. Visit CaribbeanLegalSolutions.com or call them today to find the dependable legal support you need. This podcast ad contains general information about Caribbean Legal Solutions and is not intended as legal advice. Always consult with a qualified attorney for legal advice specific to your situation. I definitely don't think that you should rely mainly, I guess I would say, on mainstream news outlets. Um, mm -hmm. Because, of course, uh, mainstream news outlets, you know, there's certain, uh, the way that, you know, you have to cover uh, certain things because, you know, this is of national importance or this is of concern or this is what we think that viewers want to see. And while it, it works on a, on a general, maybe generally, it doesn't always work for the other stories. There's always going to be stories missing because, of course, you just can't, you cannot fit everything in. And, and sometimes, um, sometimes you just, it, things, things are going to be missing from it. So I think that it's very important to look beyond mainstream uh, news outlets. Um, I think you should definitely include those, but I think it's important. You have really, really great 
um, voices in different communities when it comes to um, blogs and when it comes to um, even like a podcast like this one. Like mm-hmm. these are avenues. Um, I'm really big on on radio. I'm really big on really finding voices in the community that have something real to say because the, this is where you can get and and learn about um, go more in depth on topics that you know your nightly news broadcast doesn't have the capacity to do and it's more it's so important because you get to engage more like you may not be able to engage with that newscaster that's reading 6 30 you know p.m headlines or you may not be the person that watches that but if you're engaging on social media um, or on websites in a way uh, with with outlets that is that are giving you further a further look into certain issues or certain topics, I think that that is extremely important. You can't just uh, get your news from one source, but then on top of that, you have to be responsible with um, the places that you get your news from. Is you cannot just take everything as gospel. You have to make sure things are credible, whether it's a blog or whether it's you know, it comes from, you know, a reputable news outlet. You have to, you have to gauge and you have to vet those things as well to ensure that you aren't um, taking an information that may be false or taking an information that's misconstrued. But I think it's important to get news from a variety of places. Um, A lot of times people ask me, how did you even find out about this story? Or how, where did you really get these story ideas from? And to be honest is because I really look to what I'm seeing in in the different communities. I I use Instagram <laughs> like in a way that people are like you found this person on Instagram. Yeah, like I follow pages. I see what people have going on. I look at what's happening in the communities and I just show up. I'm like, "Okay, well, let me go to this, meet these people, um engage with them, learn more about something that's happening." And I've literally gotten I mean, story ideas that people are like, no way. And it's because I'm like engaging on on platforms and really trying to see what else, you know, what else, what, is, what else am I missing or what don't I know about that someone on this platform can tell me about. And I think that that is going to be even more important now as people um, say, you know, they want to organize around a certain um, idea or topic we're going to see a lot more of that. Um, but it's, I feel like it's how you use it, like using it responsibly. But I, I definitely feel that there's so many, especially when it comes to like Caribbean culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they, uh, blogs are the places that really get it first. Um, culture or business, those kinds of things. A lot of the blogs, like really, they focus on specific things and they really get to the heart of building community around that. And I, I, I have to say, I really appreciate that. And I kind of want to continue building and, and knowing people in the communities and who do different things in a media space. Um, but, and even like some of the movies and things that educate people as to what it means. Um, I think those are, are really, really important. Awesome. So um, as we wrap up, tell us something you want the audience to know as it pertains to what it means to be for you to be, you know, unapologetically Caribbean American and what you've learned, what has your travels to the region and the stories you've covered help you to see about the culture because you're you have like a broader view. You you're you're in the community, but you have this 
opportunity to travel and see so much more on a broader scale than most of us do because we're just in New York City and we go to our local islands. But you, you've traveled to a lot of countries. You're also in New York. So what is one thing those travels have taught you about the Caribbean, its people, the region and the diaspora that it's important that we should know? Um, I would say that my travels to the throughout the Caribbean region have really instilled in me the sense that even more so than before I've had the, the opportunity to really see so many places in the region, that the diversity of, of the region and not only what it has to offer, but the diversity of what is there is the reason why these stories need to be told. It's one of the main reasons to me. And I say that because a lot of times, of course I know, you know, one country is known for this, another place might have this going on. And those were things I was like, all right, yeah, so I know this, I know that. But when you actually get to go there and spend a considerable amount of time there um, and engage with people and learn about what is happening there, then you see that the diversity of the Caribbean was even more, it was even more than I could have ever imagined for myself. You know, you think something might be um, a particular way, but once you, once you get to experience it, then I, I got to see, wow, this diversity and these differences and what, yes, we're all one uh, region. And I, I definitely believe in, in the model of like one Caribbean, mm-hmm. but to see the diversity of what we have and the beauty of that, um, and the fact that there are so many people who have no idea of this diversity and and maybe have an idea that, you know, oh, it's it's all pretty much the same, isn't it? And I say, no, like there is so much there. Um, getting to experience that firsthand um, and the thousands of stories, maybe even more than that, that I could think of that that can come from that is why I said to myself, wow, like this has to be what I focus on, no matter what, no matter where my career takes me or what I have to do, you know, this week I have to do something else. I always have to put a focus on this region because of the fact that there's just so much to be explored, so much to be reported on, and so much I feel that it's important that other people know, and then also for our own communities. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's so many times that you do stories and you have people from the place or from the country or the or the region that say, "Wow, I never knew that. I had no idea until I read your story, or I didn't know this 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 you know this country you know had this or this was happening there." And I think that is really, really speaks to the importance of of these stories being told on a regular basis, not just here and there, and definitely not just see sun and sand. Yes, that is the that's one of the mo- that's one of the beautiful things about the region, but it's not the only thing about the region. And it's been one of my goals to show people that the Caribbean has so much more to offer and there's so many other things that that the stories that can come that can come from the region so pay attention to that diversity yeah. i think is what i've i've gotten from that Melissa thank you so much for being on the show everyone this has been one of i i love all my episodes and all my guests but for for me shows and guests where we talk about culture is important and one of the things that Melissa said that I really want to reinforce are are individual stories and perspectives they matter so carry on friends is the community that I built that focus on entrepreneurship and career but you also if listening if you are interested in you know 
Caribbean motorbikers or whatever niche topic within your community, those stories, they they have a voice. They need to be heard. And you can create those and not solely rely on existing outlets to tell those stories. And that's the power of the, the age we live in, the internet. You have blogs and podcasts that can do that. So it's really important. And you know what, like Melissa said, you have to believe in the vision. I mean, Carry On Friends started almost four years ago and it, you know, it's, it wasn't easy, but you know, once you keep to it and you have focus and you, you have people who believe in it, you know, the traction will come. And so for her, she believed in the vision. So I really, really want to encourage you to tell your own stories, create your own communities and, and, and connect with other communities. And, and so that, you know, the beauty and the tapestry of our lives, you know, will, will show and, you know, it's, you know, when we, when you do this collectively, more people will be interested because they're like, huh, really? Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> you know, like, it, it's always like, really? So, and, and we take for granted the things we know other people know, and we should not take that for granted. So it's really important to tell the story. So Melissa, thank you for being on the show. Please continue the conversation online. Use hashtag COF podcast. Um, we would love to just continue the dialogue off online on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, because there's always much that we could talk about. Um, one day, you know, I'll figure out how I'll do a call in and do a studio. I'm not there yet, but, um, you know, it's, it's really important to continue these conversations. Melissa, I am so excited. And you know, so Melissa fun. don't always do serious shows, you know, because she did one the other day with major hype. And so, you know, that's, <laughs> all, <the> ball. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, with, you know, so it's it's not always serious. It's fun and games because, as you know, Caribbean people, we we are yeah. a jovial bunch. And, you know, we have our fair share of good time, right? So I, I get to do things like, you know, report from carnivals and, you know, do food festivals. And I enjoy that stuff to the max. And I definitely make it a point to present those parts of our culture in an authentic manner. Because, of course... Um, one of my goals is to make sure that it's done authentically and it isn't just, you know, and, you know, or the locals call it this and we tried this really weird. No, like that, <laughs> that's something that has always gotten to me. So I, I make sure that when I do those stories that, that you see like the beauty of it, but also that it's authentic and it's not just somebody saying, oh my gosh, I happened upon this weird, you know, food and stuff on this island. No, that, that stuff drives me insane. So <laughs> I get to do those things. I enjoy it. But then I also like want to make sure that there's attention brought to issues and, and business and art, the arts and all the things that, um, you know, all the different topics that you see regularly. We have those stories too. And um, no matter what it is, there's definitely an audience from that. As I always say, a good story is a good, good story. story. And um, once it's good, people are going to want to read it, know more about it. And like you said, it'll gain traction um, if you stick with it. You have to stick with it. That's that's the thing. It's easy uh, to want to give up because it gets hard. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, oh gosh, I'm like, not, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not able to make money off of this right away or it's not, you know, people, you know, you're, you're trying to build a following and you feel like people aren't paying attention, but um, it takes time. And then also it, it's about connections. You have mm -hmm. to connect with people. Um, I've been able to uh, connect with you via Instagram. Hello. Hey. Um, <laughs> 
I've been able to connect with other really great um, women and, and 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 business people from the region just by you know um, uh, following their work and and showing up to events and meeting people in person and really just showing like you're a part of this community, whatever community it may be, like show your interest, show and support people. I think that's really important. You have to support other people as well. And I know I've seen it happen in turn when something, when you're doing something, they support you too. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's a whole other episode that yes. has to come down again. The power of, we did it last year, making connections and we got to drive home the connections because that's what is going to help you making these one, these powerful connections. So I'm so excited. And Melissa, I am so looking forward to what else you have going on because you already declare it bust out here. So me want to see yeah. how you're going bust out. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm ready to bust out. Long yes. time. This is, yes. this is the beginning, the official beginning of my bus out year. Yes. So tell the audience how they could connect with you on social media. Oh, sure. You can reach out to me um, on my website, uh, com. That's M-E-L-I-S-S-A. Uh, N-O-E-L reports.com um, as well as on Twitter at Noel Knows Well or on Instagram, Alive from Melissa. I am everywhere. <laughs> All right, cool. And I'll make sure I put those in the show notes. And again, follow the conversation, COF hashtag, COF podcast, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And until next time, family, walk good. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. For a recap of this episode and other great articles, please visit the blog at www.carryonfriends.com. That's C-A-R-R-Y-O-N-F-R-I-E-N-D-S.com. Thank you for tuning in to Carry On Friends. Before I go, remember, Caribbean Legal Solutions connects you with experienced and vetted attorneys across the Caribbean, ensuring that you or your family or friend find reliable help back home to deal with land issues, wills, and probate matters. Their network spans Jamaica, Trinidad, Guyana, Grenada, Dominica, Barbados, St. Vincent, and more. Visit CaribbeanLegalSolutions.com and give them a call today. This ad contains general information about Caribbean Legal Solutions and is not intended to be legal advice. As always, consult with a qualified attorney for legal advice specific to your situation.